Hey everyone, welcome to the Refuel Team Fairchild podcast. Our goal with this podcast is to increase connectedness amongst Team Fairchild members. Every episode, you'll be hearing from different people around the base discussing topics such as leadership, success, failure, personnel programs, resiliency, and much, much more. We hope you enjoy. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Refuel Team Fairchild podcast top-up series. I'm sitting down with Chief Reem, the maintenance group chief, formerly the AMXS chief. So Chief, I got a question for you. This this uh, top-up series is basically to give us something to think about, something to take action on over the next week. And I got to thinking about uh, communication and how it relates to a first-time supervisor taking over a shop for like the first months, 60 days, how would they go about communicating, hey, this is the change that's happening. This is what we need to do to stay on the bosses, uh, stay in line with our goal and their goal. And how do, how do we go about doing that? Well, that's a good question. Uh, so I think initially what you want to do is, is to sit down with your team uh, and figure out what is the direction that they're going in now right? Um, figure out where they're at and where they're going and then figure out how you fit into that piece. Uh, you know, do they need uh, somebody that's, you know, how is the shop doing? How is it going within the shop? Is it high morale, low morale? Is it, does it go all over the place? W- whatever the case is, right? And just kind of get that idea, get that feel for what the shop is doing right now as you're walking into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from there, be able to sit down and and uh, pull the team together and kind of talk about, you know, some of your ideas and some of your ways forward, obviously in line with what, it you know, the commander and, and, and uh, whoever your supervisor is, section chief, flight chief, you know, right. flight right. commander, whatever yeah. that is. And then kind of see how that how your vision fits into that and then continues to move the shop forward. Right. Because that's the number one goal. You want to be able to take over the shop and not fall backwards and not have hiccups, continue to produce, you know, continue to move forward. So I think that's probably the first thing I would do is just kind of figure out what is the battle rhythm of the shop? How is the shop doing right now? You know, and you could ask questions to your teammates. You could ask questions to your supervisor. You could, you know, you could kind of get a feel for all of that and figure out what's going on with it. Uh, And then from there, it's just, it's, it's kind of just communicating with the team all the time, right? We always say you can't over communicate in maintenance, yeah, right? Yeah. Because there's it's so fluid and things change, and it's just everything is what you know to be true this hour can be totally opposite the next hour. And so, having that uh, ability and having that capability to be able to sit down and really uh, have those meetings with the team and see how everybody's doing and see how things are going and see what you could do better. That's that constant drive to to make the team better, to continue to move the team forward. If you're the supervisor of the shop and you don't know what's going on with your teammates, you don't know what's going on uh, within the shop, then how do you know which course corrections to make? How do you know? Yeah. You know, sure, you could sit back and guess, throw darts at the board, but that's not really <laughs> the most scientific way to do it, right? If you just yeah. kind of sit down and just communicate with folks and say, hey, you know, we went out and we attempted to fix the aircraft here. What was the problem? Sounds like we changed a couple components and it didn't fix the problem. You know, is it a training issue? Is it a uh, skills issue? You know, what is it that, that uh, is it a manning issue overall, right? I don't have enough people. I have too many people, whatever the case is. And then just kind of run that down and figure that piece of it out. Um, it's always difficult to take over a shop 
regardless of whether you're the supervisor or not the supervisor, uh, it's hard to take over a shop and, and figure out really quickly what's going on. It, it takes a little bit of time, but remember mm-hmm. the machine is still moving forward, so you don't always have that time. So you have to be able to sit down, you have to be able to huddle up, you have to be able to figure, what's, figure out what's going on. Uh, when I was at McDill, I was a pro super probably for two to three months in the shop, and then I made senior, and they made me the lead pro. And so part of the issue with that was being new to the 135, uh, a lot of the acronyms, a lot of the things we did, how we scheduled flights, why we scheduled, all of that kind of stuff was very new to me. It was, it was very different from the 130 world and, and how we did things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so to try to sit down and figure that out was, was kind of a struggle for me. And so um, I made senior and they made me the lead pro. And so I had guys that were in the shop that were actually training me on how to be a pro super forward on the 135. And so there was a lot of guys uh, and gals in the shop that I, you know, kind of looked up to. They were my trainers. They were, you know, I would go to them for, hey, what's the way forward for this? Hey, what does this acronym mean? What are we doing? Right. And then all of a sudden I find myself in a position where I'm supposed to lead the shop. And, and really didn't have a good grasp on what was going on. And so one of the first thing I did was we sat down on a training day and, and just as a shop talked as a whole and just kind of, you know, yeah. got this is where we're at and this is the direction that we're heading in and kind of threw out some of my ideas to continue to keep us progressing and to continue to allow us to become faster, stronger, better, and, and, uh, and really – what it, what it allowed us to do was everybody to kind of get a feel for the directions that we were going yeah. to be heading in, right? And so to be able to get those ideas out there, to be able to get that feedback from the from your teammates and to see what's going on, it, it really worked out very well for us as a team. Probably 13 people, I think, in the shop at the time. And so, gotcha. you know, for for all of us to kind of be charging towards the same goal was was you know, to me as the supervisor of the shop was, was one of my goals was to get us all moving in that same direction. And so, like I said, we sat down, we talked about it, everything was great. And then, uh, you know, even at the end of the meeting, there was, uh, somebody that had said that, Hey, look, you know, we got your back, right? Like, we're not going to let you fail. We will figure this out together as a team. We will always, you know, be able to function as a team and continue to move forward. And, and so what we were able to figure out was what, what my strong suits were, what their strong suits were when it came to the aircraft and how we did things. And then we just, we're basically able to sit down and just kind of balance out that playing field so that yeah. everybody complimented what everybody else was did. We really sat down and really took a hard look at the shifts and made sure that we had the experience across the shifts that we wanted and that we needed and, and, and just kind of continued to make the team stronger and better. So I, I think it, you know, coming in as that new supervisor, taking over that shop and, um, and being that person that's in charge, it's, it's being able to sit down and have that communication and really, you know, especially with a small shop like that, like I said, there was 13, 14 people in the shop. So if you're sitting down with a small group of, of people, it's really easy to get on the same page really fast mm-hmm. and then stay on that same page because it is such a small group of people uh, versus, you know, trying to handle a shop of 125 or, you know, something like that. It's it's much more difficult to get everybody on the same page. So I would say the key is is communicating. Communicate, communicate, communicate as much as you can, as often as you can. Um, we were at a offsite for the wing leadership here a couple of weeks ago and Colonel Daniels brought up, uh, it was somebody that he worked for 
that always used to say, what do I know? Who needs to know? And have I told them? And so if you kind of keep that mind, that mindset, as you move forward, then that really can help you to kind of frame what it is you're doing, right? In this instance, as a supervisor, your teammates are probably the people people that need to know what's going on. Your Mm -hmm. teammates are probably the people that need to know, okay, what's the next job? Where where are we going after this? What is the next thing that we're going to do? And so, you know, to just kind of think about that and, and to make sure that you're relaying everything that you know so that they know, then usually if everybody understands what's going on, everybody knows the direction that we're moving in, they know what the next task is or the next job is, then everybody's usually more in tune. Everybody's usually, you know, kind of looking out for for one another and making sure, yeah, you know, that you do that. When I was at Herbert Field as an expediter, I used to get the crew chiefs all together after roll call. We would stand at the back of the truck and we would basically just go through everything we had that night. And we would go through flyers and when they were coming down, what we had to do as far as uh, as jobs and stuff like that that we had to knock out. And after a while, we got so good with it where they would actually check me to make sure that I was, you know, that we were getting everything done. You know, they yeah. would say, hey, did we do this yet? Or, hey, did we put gas on that one yet? Or, or what happened with this? And so it just, you know, everybody understood what was going on and everybody was working towards that goal. And so once we started to accomplish it, then, like I said, it just it really became a very uh, well-oiled machine. And it I could not be at work that day and it would be no problem because somebody else would step up. They would grab it. They would do the same thing that we had always done and it would work out with no problem. Yeah. So wouldn't even miss a beat. So, yeah, I would say communication. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Chief. So our charge this week in, in your job, whether it's at home Whoever you're talking with, try to make sure, you know, think about how you are communicating, think about how it's being received, and then double check on that. That's that follow-up communication. See how that works out for you, and let us know if this is helpful. Let us know if you have any different uh, topics that you want to hear from Chief Reem on, and hope this works, hope it is helpful, and we will talk to you later. Well, that's it for this episode of Refuel Team Fairchild. If you have show ideas, people you'd like to hear from, or if you'd like to be on the podcast, email us at fafbcaa at gmail.com.